0: Wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what i've done over the years there's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal we want to be inspirational educational but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well i've got cullen gotting i've hunted colorado i've been in new mexico west texas texas so wyoming is a state that i've never been in
1: we don't want to drive all the way out to Wyoming to scout, and then drive back, and then go out there and hunt. So we went out for doe antelope, got a feel for the terrain, got a feel for where animals are moving, where they're going, all that stuff. And it was an amazing time. If anyone wants to ever go out west, I would highly recommend it. Like I said, born and raised in PA, so it was a wholly, totally different terrain, different way of hunting. We did very, very well. I, I had that antelope in my crosshairs, ready to pull the trigger. My heart was beating. I was excited. I want to I make a good shot. So I just stopped, breathed for a minute, pulled back up. Boom. I thought I shot. I was like, oh no, what did I do wrong? Checked my gun and did nothing to happen. Like, here comes David Paul calling me. And he shot mine that I was trying to get to.
0: Well, you know, they call it hunting and not killing. Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals. Welcome back to another episode of Hunting Day. And I'm pretty excited about this. I've got my good friend Cullen Godding on here with us, and Cullen and myself have spent a little bit of time this past Whitetail season hunting, and it was a good season. I've uh, Spent a lot of time in the woods as much as we could, and man, we actually had a really good one night where we both doubled up. But we'll get into that in a minute. Cullen, welcome to the show. And tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, born and raised in Northwest Pennsylvania. Um, I've hunted whitetails, turkeys, pheasants, I've hunted raccoons. I've trapped for a little bit, never had any really luck with that. So I kind of gave up on that. But I've uh, been doing it since I was a young kid, I enjoyed every minute of it. And thanks for having me, Steve. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, man. Hey, definitely glad to have you on. I know this is something that me and you talked about that we were going to try to make happen, but our schedules never really worked out, but I'm glad that today is the day. And uh, I'm pretty sure our, our listeners are going to be excited or at least get some value out of this because you, uh, you know a lot about coon hunting, and uh, I want to touch on that here in a minute. But first, you actually did a trip out in Wyoming with your dad and granddad, right? That's correct. So what did you guys go after when you were out there?
1: The first time, um, Dad and I kind of talked about it, and we just wanted to go on public land, do it ourselves. So we went out there the first time just for doe antelope. It was the cheapest at the time. We didn't really want to spend an arm and a leg for, you know, antelope bucks and muley bucks and not get able to bring anything home. So we went out there the first time for doe antelope. And it was an amazing time. If anyone wants to ever go out west, I would highly recommend it. It's I was born, like I said, born and raised in PA. So it was a wholly, totally different terrain, different way of hunting. Yeah. But we went out there and we we did very, very well. We both, we, my dad, granddad, and I both got two doe tags. I shot both of mine, dad shot both of his within five minutes of each other, believe it or not. And I think pops got one.
0: So you all went out there. So your first trip, that's actually really smart. You went after does, So, you know, your success rate's going to be a lot higher, but you were able to get a feel for the land and kind of basically it was a scouting mission, right? But you were able to still bring home what I would still consider a trophy.
1: And you're exactly right. The first time we went out there, we we don't want to drive all the way out to Wyoming to scout and then drive back to then go out there and hunt. Right. I know, I know some people like to do that with the way our work schedules were. I didn't. We didn't want to do that, so we went out for doe antelope. Got a feel for the terrain. Got a feel for where animals are moving, where they're going, all that stuff. So the first year we did pretty well. The second year we went out there. We got. I got a antelope buck tag and a muley buck tag. I think Dad got the same thing. Pops didn't end up going this time, but we brought our family friend and cousin, um, David Paul. Okay. And uh, I didn't. I I came up skunk that time. I didn't do too hot. Steve, um, my Dave, and I were actually hunting the same buck. We didn't even know it. Oh really? I was was tracking it, and he was tracking it, and I went up high to shoot low, because in Wyoming there's like knolls like Pennsylvania, but they are tall knolls, so they're like hills. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went up on top to shoot down at him, and David Paul walked around, and he's and I was I, I had that antelope in my crosshairs, ready to pull the trigger. My heart was beating. I was excited. I want to. I want to make a good ethical, you know, a good shot. So I just stopped, breathed for a minute, I pulled back up, boom. I thought I shot. I was like, oh no, what I do wrong? Checked my gun, and then nothing to happen. I'm like, what the heck happened? Here comes David Paul calling me, and I'm like, what'd you do? <laughs> so he shot mine that I was trying to get to.
0: Man, well, you know they call it hunting and not killing. So, but at least the guy or the person that killed that antelope was in your own hunting party so that's pretty cool um but man that's pretty that's exciting was, and sad at the same time <laughs> It was a
1: very bitter very bittersweet moment yeah but i was happy with david paul he got it i think dad shot an antelope buck that year but no one got muleys we didn't have we didn't have any luck with muleys that that year
0: okay yeah man, that's so Wyoming is a state that I've never been in. I've hunted Colorado. I've been in New Mexico, West Texas, Texas, um, beautiful area, which I know that's a lot different States, but, um, man, uh, Wyoming will definitely be on my list at some point and mule deer for sure. But, uh, so Real quick, I always like to start these podcasts off with a funny story, whether it be about myself or uh, you know with whoever my guest is. And uh, me and you had a really good whitetail season this year, and I was able to introduce you to a spot that I hunted up here. That's it's public land. It's privately owned by a tree farm, but as long as you go ask for permission, they open it up, and the state maintains it. Um, they actually release pheasants during the pheasant season. And again, if you go ask for permission, they give you permission to deer hunt. And I was able to introduce you to a spot that I've been hunting. This will be my fourth year hunting it. So last year was the third year and I, you know, kind of learned the lay of the land and learned where the bucks were bedding at at different times of the year. And, uh, I was actually really, I was really happy with how, our season turned out last year because I like to film and I like to video and I do that with the April and the kids a lot. And so being able to take you to a spot that I knew really well, and we were able to get in and put up a pop-up blind and I had the camera with me and you were there with your bow. And, uh, man, I tell you what, tell us a little bit about how that evening went, because that was actually, I'm not going to, I guess I'm telling a little bit, but that was supposed to be us just getting a blind set up so that we could come in and hunt the next morning. But we was still pretty early in the afternoon. So we said, heck, let's give it a shot. So tell us how that went.
1: Well, to backtrack a little bit, Steve, before we went to, for the, to the blind set up, we were trying to, Steve and I were trying to get together on an evening to go hunt up there in our stands and everything else. The first night didn't work out. I went in there, Steve kind of gave me a rundown on where to go, you know, what, you know, how to set up all that stuff. Cause I wasn't aware of the layout and thanks to Steve, he did all the work for me. So thank you, Steve.
0: why say that again?
1: Anyway, to continue <laughs> with
0: this.
1: <laughs> but, uh, I got up in the tree stand and it was an eventful evening. I saw deer, I saw movement, but nothing, there was no buck on the ground. Any evening in the woods is a good evening to me. So it was, not a time, not time wasted. Right. The next time you and I both went out together, I hunted in the same spot. Steve went around to the back side of the hill. And as we were both walking out, we both saw a Buck in the field. So we didn't get a shot off at him. Not a big deal. But then that's what Steve was talking about. We had a plan to go get a blind, and put it up into the field where we saw a deer moving and hunt that next morning. We probably put that blind up, I don't know, probably 2, 2.30 in that afternoon, I would say probably. And we both kind of looked at each other like, look, it's almost prime time to hunt. You want to hunt tonight? We had our hunting gear, our bows already with us, and we did. Probably got down on the blind probably like a, around 3 o'clock, I would assume. And I believe at around 4, I shot my buck. And we gave it, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to, you know, let God take his course. And Steve actually got out wait, of the blind. Wait,
0: no, we're going to, st- I'm going to stop you because you shot your deer, right? I was videoing. You shot your deer and I thought I was hunting with my oldest daughter, Ava, because after you shot that deer, you were trying to cl- climb out of that blind. I had to keep you in there because that was a nice buck that you shot and you were ready to go get him. We didn't see him go down, but we were pretty sure we thought he went down when he just got out of sight. And so I had to talk somewhat, I had to talk you off the ledge because you were ready to go. And I told you, I said, we need to give him time. And finally, after 20 minutes of you driving me crazy, I said, we'll at least go look at the arrow. And where we were positioned, I had to come out of the blind first, but I had the GoPro on my head. And when I got out of the blind, as I was kind of like raising up to look in the direction that your deer ran, I saw another buck. Well, at the time, I thought it was your buck standing there looking at us. And I'm like, oh, oh crap. And then we realized it was a different buck. So I got back in in the blind, and I'm like, here, you're now the cameraman. I'm hunting. (laughs) So, so yeah, continue. (laughs) So Steve's not wrong. Exactly.
1: But... I don't care how big it is, how small the buck is. I don't care what animal. I get buck fever anytime. And I do get a little excited. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, so back to the story. So Steve gets out, sees the buck, gets back in. And like he said, we swap positions. He's hunting. I'm filming. And I think Steve shot his buck probably 10 yards from behind where I shot mine. What you say?
0: Yeah, yours was 24 yards. Mine was 34 yards. They took the same trail to come into the field. But once they got into the field, they split, I don't know, like 50 yards from our blind, they split. And the one I shot took the higher trail, which, um, I mean, there were so many trails in there. You really didn't know exactly which one to set up on, but yeah, it was, it was so much fun because. Yeah. To kind of throw (laughs) this out there. I didn't hit my deer where I was aiming. And, And that's not like, definitely it's on me, but, and I'm going to pick on Colin just a little bit here because he crowded me with my camera. So I have a fourth arrow arm and it was on a tripod. So he had a lot of ability to move the camera, but he didn't realize that I needed space and I had a crossbow. So as I squeeze this trigger, next thing I know, boom, I get hit right in the face with the scope. Like, and I was like, daggone, what the heck was that? And I look and the deer has gone. And I, my immediate reaction is like, I missed and this deer just vanished. And long story short, I hit the deer where I wasn't aiming, but a very deadly shot. So <laughs> in, in any scenario that I don't hit where I'm aiming, I would prefer a clean miss. But in this case, it was a clean kill, a very quick kill. And so I go up, I retrieve my buck. And then we get on the blood trail and find Cullen's buck. And so this is where the story starts to vary depending on who's telling it, whether it be Cullen or myself. And so I'm going to tell you my version and then I'll maybe let him tell you his. But uh, mine is Cullen doesn't know how to gut deer. And so I had to gut his deer. And, uh, it was one of those things where it's like, again, I felt like I was hunting with my eight year old daughter. And so, um, uh, no, in all seriousness, I, uh, I, <laughs> we had a really good time and that, Colin, you can tell your side of the story, even though mine's slightly skewed. Slightly.
1: Yeah. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. After that, we both had both and that's. It's my first time filming, so I made a little bit of a mistake. My bad. I'll do better next time. Right. Anyway, that's a <laughs> of. It. But uh, no, we went and found them both, and Steve and I went back to the truck. And Steve asked me, "He goes, do you know how to gut a deer?" I was like, "Well, yeah, I know how to gut a deer." He goes, "Are you fast at it? Because we're burning daylight now. Like it's it's getting dark." And I'll admit I'm not fast at it. No, I take my time and I, you know, and Steve's like, well, I'm fast at it. I'll do it for you. And I knew this was going to happen where Steve's story kind of, you know, strays from the truth a little bit. That's all right though. We're all good buddies. So, but no, all in all good, in all good time, it was a very good evening. I had a lot of fun and can't wait to do de- it. Cannot wait to do it again this year. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it was a great time. And we'll get into the coon hunting because that's something that i've never done but i know you're passionate about and you grew up with coon dogs and grew up coon hunting so tell us all right so if i've never coon hunted and i wanted to get into coon hunting what would what would be my first step
1: try to find somebody that already has a dog okay see if you because I know a lot of people, they don't like going out in the woods at night, and you're walking with a headlamp on. So, if someone's brand new to it, try to find a buddy or put a post a post on Facebook or Instagram, and try to get in touch with somebody that has a dog that's trained. Yeah. After that step, if you really enjoy it, and you want to kind of start kind of start doing your own thing, is you can get on you know, you know any site and try to find a coonhound that has either good bloodlines in it. So you can get a good, a good dog to start off with. Yeah, and then after that, you to train the dog. It's a lengthy process, just like training a dog to bird hunt, training a dog to do anything, even c- commands. It takes time.
0: Yeah.
1: What I've always done to train my dogs are, you know, when they're a pup, I go to Tractor Supply and I get them a, like a raccoon toy, just. Does it help? I have no idea, but they look cute when they do it. So after that, once they start getting to the, you know, I want to say, you know, three, four month old, I try to find It's kind of gross, but I try to find a fresh roadkill. Okay. That way it has the scent on it and everything that's out and you pelt out the roadkill. Sometimes it's pretty gross, but it's just the best way to do it.
0: That's part of it. Right?
1: (laughs) Exactly and you tie a rope to the raccoon and you just basically play fetch with the dog, get him the scent, get him to notice it, get him, mainly the scent is what you want. Yeah. After they get done doing that, take him up in the woods with it, you know, go with a friend, have the friend hold him or her, the dog, and you run a a scent line with that pelt and you throw up in a tree somewhere. Wait about 10, 15 minutes. And then on the radio, tell your buddy, Hey, let the dog go to see if it knows what to do. And you want him to try to find or her to find that tree and start treeing. Yeah. Every dog tree and bark. They have a locator call. They have, a, you know, uh, tree and call a bark, all that stuff. Every dog's different though. Yeah. After you get that done, it's best to do it in trapping season is you get a box trap and you try to trap a raccoon.
0: Do it like a live trap?
1: Yeah. You have been a box trap, you have a live trap. And then after that, you, if you're successful, you bring that raccoon, throw it in the bed of the truck, take it back to the house, put a sheet over it, bring your dog out. And it's going to start smelling that cage because yeah. it's used to it. This is sometimes a make it or break it point. As soon as you left that sheet, Sometimes the dog might get scared because the raccoons scared too.
0: Yeah. And it's not the dead toy that he's been playing with and dragging around in the yard. It's a live animal.
1: This one's got life to it. So sometimes it's a mega, if it's a break it point, you got to start over again. And it's a lengthy process after that. Okay. It's all in the, whatever the person thinks is the best time. This is not a rushing process. This is going to take some time. Yeah. Know two or three week process anyway once you, and if the dog starts going nuts I immediately throw the it's the best to do it in like a field let that raccoon go and, and into the field wait for, wait for it to go up in a tree when it's a hot hot track let your dog go okay and it's going to go to that tree and if you need to do that a couple of times for the dog to kind of get the gist of what you want it to do absolutely by all means do it then comes the load them up and actually let them go do their thing in the woods. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a dog a minute to get to know what to do. At this point, it's best to call that buddy that you called the first time to get into it and have the dogs hunt together.
0: Okay. So that dog can see another dog doing exactly what you want it to do.
1: Exactly. Your dog already knows the scent already knows in the back of his mind what to do. He just doesn't know to apply it right now. Right. But watching the other dog do it, in theory, it normally does
0: work. Yeah. So what's really cool about a lot of the experienced guests that I've had on the podcast so far is when I ask them, hey, what would you do to get started? The same answer across the board. Find someone who already knows how to do it and find a mentor. And that's really cool because that's everything in life, right? Because whether it's your if you want to have a good marriage, you find someone that's got a good marriage. If you want to have a good career, you find someone that's got a good career. You want to learn how to hunt. You find somebody that's good at hunting. You want to learn how to fish, find somebody that's good, good at fishing. Right. So you find a mentor and you just apply it. You, as long as you're teachable, you apply it. So that's pretty cool. So once you've got them treed, I know there are uh, different hunters do different things. I know there's a an actual hunting season. And then is there a chase season or is it kind of just one or the other?
1: See, in PA during fur takers, you can run a dog as well. Yeah. Like I know a good buddy of mine has a coyote dog. Yep. But coyotes are open season. Yeah. So I think, I don't know when exactly it is, but there's a certain time when you're not allowed to do anything to them because they're, I believe they're breeding or the pups are out. Something along those lines. I'm not sure what it was, but during fur taker season, you're allowed to run your dog. Just like instead of trapping, you're just running a dog to get your raccoon instead.
0: Well, good deal. So Colin, uh, I think what we need to do is as coon season comes in, I need to have you back on and we can go into a lot more end up on, once your dog is trained, some of the things that you're looking for, how you get your dog set up and get him on a track, things like that. Before I let you go, something that I ask everyone is if you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would you go and what would you hunt?
1: I'm staying in the States for sure.
0: Okay. This is a
1: beautiful country and I could go all over and hunt anything. I've always wanted to shoot a wolf. Okay. But before the wolf, I think I want to get a big elk. I've never gone elk hunting before. I think I'd really want to do that. But for sure, if I can pick two, Steve, I'm going to pick those two. I've always wanted to shoot a wolf. and I want a big elk.
0: Heck yeah, man. That right there is the American dream. A big elk and then kill you a big wolf. That's awesome. If people wanted to reach out to you and say, Hey, Colin, I got some questions. I I got a young dog or, hey, I got an experienced dog and these are some of the things I'm facing I got some questions about how to coon hunt how could they reach you on social media
1: I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Cullen Godding if you okay. just look up my name i pop up, up
0: ok and that's Cullen not Colin. correct so that's C-U-L-L-E-N correct? yes sir alright and then Godding G-O-D-D-I-N-G that is correct copy that alright well Cullen thanks again for being on man Thanks for having me, buddy. And to all of our listeners, keep hunting and doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If
1: you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at Stephen.HuntingDay at gmail.com.